Hi, I'm Natalie. And I'm Shay. And this is Delusional as Fuck. Happy Monday. Happy last week of November. Not even a full week. Oof. This Friday is December 1st. I can't believe it. I legitimately cannot believe. I can't believe it either. It's been quite a year, but I kind of like December. I think you feel differently, but I'm excited for December. I am at at this moment, I'm indifferent to December. I just have a lot going on right now and December is going to be no different. So it's your birthday month. Oh, it is 26. Ew. I don't want to be 26. 26 is 25. I think I probably have a different relationship with 26 because it's my golden year. So it like seems cute to me, (laughs) you know, maybe, maybe that's it. No, I'm excited. It'll be it'll be good. I think it'll be good. I can understand, though. You've been exceptionally busy, and I feel like it just comes with the territory of being a business owner. Yes, leases are ending, and perhaps new things are starting, (laughs) but we don't know yet. (laughs) Stay tuned. So as you guys know, last week, it was last week, right? I was in San Jose. Mm -hmm. Yes, I came back last Tuesday. And then the next day, my mom came in because it was her birthday on Thursday. And she was here from Wednesday night until Monday morning. And we just had ourselves a weekend, a very fun, relaxing weekend. We went to a wellness spa on Thursday for her birthday. And it was amazing. We got a couple's massage like in Gilmore Girls, you know, when Emily and Lorelai get the couple's massage. And she's like, mom, this is for couples. Like, you know what couples usually do after this? They usually have sex. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. And when they booked us, they were like, just confirming this is a couple's massage. Do you guys want the like partition open because they can have it closed? And we were like, yeah, sure. But we got like undressed with it closed and then we laid down and then they opened it and we had our massage. Mind you, we're like naked under the blanket, like the sheet. And then our massages end, they walk out, they don't put the partition down. Me and my mom are not homies like that, that like look, <laughs> see, see each other naked. And we look at each other and we, we're like, okay, who's going to close that? And my mom was like, I'll get up. She's like, close your eyes. And I was like, okay. And she got up and she closed it. But that was a very nice, relaxing day. My mom very much deserved that full body massage. Then I saw the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes the next day. Oh my gosh. We need we need to hear about it. I finished the book. It was honestly slightly stressful. Only the fact that I thought that I wasn't going to finish on time. And I was really set on finishing the book on time before I watched the movie. So Saturday morning, we had a slow day. And I was like, I need to, I need to finish this book. And I wound up finishing it. And the book was so good. And then we saw the movie that night and the movie was also really good. It was weird that it was so fresh in my mind. I read books before the movies or series come out a lot, but never that close together. Like literally I finished it the same day. So the fact that it was so fresh in my mind, I was really trying to go into the movie with an open mind because obviously adaptations, they have to change things for the sake of time and things like that. And so literally as the movie was moving along, I was anticipating what was to come and some things were changed for just the sake of the film and they weren't bad but it was just kind of harder to watch it with 
the story so fresh in my mind, Mm -hmm. but it was still really good. I definitely recommend. And it put me back into this Hunger Games kick. I've already watched all four movies, the first four since then. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed. I've been seeing everyone talk about how President Snow is super hot. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It was tough. (laughs) (laughs) Tough? It was tough because everyone, all the girls on TikTok were like, the whole time I was watching the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes and I was kicking my feet giggling at President Snow, but trying to remind myself that he is the enemy. Oh, yeah. I forgot that part. He is the evil guy. It's like this. This is still him, but it's hard to remember that it's him because in the original trilogy, he's this old guy. Yeah. And he was probably young and innocent at one point, right? I mean, arguably. I need to see it. I need to see it and I need to probably watch all the Hunger Games before. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably not going to read the book, which is sad. I would like to read it, but I don't have time for 500 pages right now. (laughs) And also, that's so sweet. It sounds like you had really a really good time with your mom. And I'm really glad that you guys got massages because I feel like you both fucking deserve that. Speaking of Gilmore Girls, I did finish Gilmore Girls. (gasps) I'm just starting the reboot situation, but... I did finish the OG series. Well, spoiler alert, okay? If you haven't seen it or whatever, I want to talk about In spoilers. In the past 15 so. years. So, <laughs> yeah, it's you've had 15 years to watch this shit. So, <laughs> um, oh my God, when grandpa died, he's dead. That's so sad. Kill me. Oh, in in the beginning of the reboot, I forgot that you said you started that. I was like, I yeah, that. I'm like yeah, 20 minutes into like the first episode, and like they introduce that poor grandpa Richard is has passed away, and his the actor also passed away. That's why his character passed away. Oh, I'm so sad. I know. I loved his character so much, and I loved him and Rory's dynamic so much. I know. But that's all I know because, like, I literally just finished the funeral scene, so I have not. I don't know anything else that's happening, but it is so it's such a fucking trip to immediately finish watching the OG Mm -hmm. series and then seeing them, which was this was filmed like 10 years after that. And everyone is just so much older. It's kind of putting me into a little bit of an existential crisis. I can't lie to you. Really? A little bit like genuinely like, oh, my gosh, everybody is so much older. Grandpa died. Like time has passed, like the passing of time and for them, obviously, it was 10 years. But for me, it was like two minutes that I stopped and started the other <laughs> one. So it's just, it is a little bit, it's messed with me a little bit. I can't lie. I'm, I've been more existential thinking about it. And I'm happy we have this this happiness episode coming up. I know. It's like you blinked and everyone grew up. Yeah. It's it's giving how life feels. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. It, that really is how life feels. Rory goes away and that's the, how it ends. Kind of. That's like how this series ends. Rory's gone. Bye bye. Starting her life. And then it picks up. She's 32. She was 22. That's crazy. It's the, She's the same age that Lorelai was in the beginning of the first season. That's so crazy. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. It's nuts to think about, but I cannot wait to hear your reaction it might be on the next episode, right? Of watching Probably. the final, potentially, yeah. The final episode. I'm just not even going to say anything. It will leave much to talk about. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah, that's it. We're recording in the morning. This is new for us. Yeah, we usually record at night. I really wanted to make a matcha latte because I've been kind of thinking maybe I should start drinking caffeine consistently. If you guys, if anybody out there knows me, you know that I don't drink 
caffeine consistently. It's like a once in a blue moon thing for me because it makes me crazy. It makes me legitimately like I say like I feel like I'm drunk sometimes when I have caffeine or I'm anxious. You you act like it sometimes. I literally act like I'm drunk. Like I start saying crazy shit. Like (laughs) at this past market over the weekend, I had chugged a coffee on the first day and I was just like so fucking ready to go. I went around and I introduced myself to like 20 people. (laughs) Like I was like, hey, like I took pictures of their stuff. I made a cute TikTok. Like I followed a bunch of people, which is great. Like I'm just more friendly. And then the next day I didn't have caffeine. And people were coming up like, hey. And I was like, hi. Like, I was so tired. I was like, I'm tired. I'm just so tired. Like, I couldn't even fucking smile. Like, I was so tired. And it's got me thinking, should I start drinking caffeine? Like, will that make me happy? Like, am I a happier, better person on caffeine? I think some people are. That's the thing. And matcha is like the most moderate level of it that I feel like it's a sustainable amount, not a concerning amount. I was going to make matcha latte this morning because I wanted to like have good vibes for this episode. And then Brandon had got me this big tub of matcha a couple years ago. The Costco one. I don't know where he got it, but it's organic, big tub, and it's fucking expired. And I've like hardly used it. So that's, that's, I just discovered that right now. So I'm a little bit disappointed, but I have a green tea thing instead. So it's fine. But I want to be a happier person. I really want to commit myself to that and stop making like excuses. Mm Mm-hmm. Should I start consuming caffeine every day? This is just something that I thought of. (laughs) And it really relates to this episode because this episode is all about happiness. So I want to get into this topic. Happiness. Happiness. Ah. (laughs) Yes. So this topic is all about being happy. And it's going to be mostly from Shay because Shay is a little happy camper most of the time. (laughs) And I think it's amazing, inspiring, and exceptional how she's able to do that. And I want to hear everything she has to say about it. Like we mentioned in the beginning, it is the holiday season. As we're recording this, it's a day before Thanksgiving, (laughs) which is fucking, I don't even know what to say about that. That's, I can't believe it. But holidays for me in this time of year, every single year kind of bring about not my best side. I don't, I'm not a holiday person. It stresses me out. I have to go to three houses potentially this year. And like just the process of figuring it all out and whose house we're going to go to and everyone being like, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. here." I don't even want to participate at this point. Like I do not care. I don't even eat turkey or ham or anything. And like, I usually just eat like sides, which is fine. But I know food is something, a big thing, but I'm just like, I don't even really care that much. Can I see my family on a different time? I don't know, but I'm required to be there. It's an obligation thing. It's so much. It's so much. And for me, it honestly, it stresses me out and gives me anxiety every year. I'm sorry. That's just my truth. Maybe I sound like a bummer, but it's, I think the holidays are just a lot, just as stressful as they are fun a lot of the times. And that is something that really got me thinking like, we need, we need this episode now more than ever. We need the good tips. We need the reminders. Yeah, that's that's where I am. I think that's super real for this time of the year. And I, I think the expectations of having to be so many places, I can definitely relate. As Natalie said, we just felt like this is the perfect time of the year and much needed. So we're going to get into it. Natalie is always talking about how I'm such a happy camper, as she says. And the thing is, when I think about it, I, I would consider myself happy, but I think just because I consider myself happy doesn't necessarily mean I'm never sad or that I'm happy all the time. I think it just means that I'm happy more than I am unhappy. Yeah. And it's also definitely my perception of you 
as somebody who's not in your brain or like in Mm -hmm. your body and just seeing you like from the outside it's definitely a perception that I feel like I have also hand in hand with the happy is like the unbothered like Shay is extremely unbothered like we have to wake up at 5 a.m okay and your level of composure and ability to do this is honestly even more 10 times a thousand times more shocking to me just given the year that you've had you've lost a lot of loved ones you've grieved a lot I'm sure this year but like you still I don't know you still just like come out as like your best self and that to me is amazing Thank you. Yeah, I was trying to reflect on that before going into this episode because I know that's been the biggest theme of this year for me. And I think throughout my whole life, I will look back on this year as one of the hardest. But I think people would assume that after a year like I had, that I would be really down. It's it's really hard to explain, I feel like. I'm not saying that I'm not down, but I have this newfound perspective on life and I'm still grieving. And I, I still experience a lot of sadness, but at the end of the day, it's like, I, I just can't live like this. Like, I can't live in an eternal state of sadness. Like, I, I just can't. Do you feel like you've grieved enough? Because I also don't want to put it on you that, like, you're so happy and, like, this is my expectation of you. Because it's it's not, definitely. And I want to make sure that, like, you've felt like you've been able to kind of help, like, get your emotions out in, like, a healthy way. And, like, you're not, like, bottling shit up. Yeah, honestly, I feel like that is one of the reasons I'm able to be happy most days. When those emotions do come, I let myself feel it and I don't stop myself from feeling it. The sooner they come and you let yourself feel them, the sooner that they'll pass. Again, that doesn't mean that once I feel these emotions, I don't miss my dad anymore. Like that, that is not the case. But it's like when those moments come up that feel really heavy, I just let myself feel it. And then it's just kind of like a release. And once those have been felt, I can kind of continue on. And also, I don't want that interpreted as like this release happened in like 10 minutes. Like I cried for 10 minutes and I'm done and I'm good now. Sometimes these emotions last a whole 24 to 48 hours. Sometimes it will just be 10 minutes. Like I remember something about my dad and then I have a little cry in the car. And then after that, I'm quote unquote fine. Like I'm good to go on and go about my day but like I said sometimes the letting the emotions pass takes a whole 24 to 48 hours so I think that having that sort of practice really helped me get through all of it and I mean it hasn't even been a year so it's been a few months so maybe my perspective will change as time goes on but as of right now I feel like at least for me that's what really has been working Mm -hmm. I think that's a major fucking key feeling your emotions and letting yourself have them and then you're able to move on so it seems and everyone says it so much easier said than done as with everything that we're probably going to talk about is easier said than done but when you actually honor your emotions like how you've been doing and letting yourself feel them it seems like you are able to just continue on with life which is so important because a lot of people don't continue on with life when horrible things happen and I feel like one of the biggest things that I have struggled with in my life has been stress stress is a huge one for me I tend to get stressed out over like silly little fucking stupid shit and I'm so irritated at myself and because we can get in more into this later but I just I feel like I have the tools like I've read the fucking books Mm -hmm. I've read the self-help stuff I believe too like I believe it's all true I feel like I know gratitude counteracts stress I know you have to put in the work like with your brain like it starts in your pathways in your brain to stop yourself from returning to a place of stress and going there and you have to consciously go a different direction like every single time and then it starts becoming more natural but 
I feel like it's so hard and it's so difficult for me. And also the confidence. Confidence plays a huge part in how you're going to feel that day. If you're going to feel happy or if you're going to feel like shit. And like, how are you presenting to the world? If you need validation from others, I feel like this is all stuff I'm struggling with. And it's all stuff that is all falls under like how happy you're going to be. It's all a part of the equation. Yeah, I like that you brought up that point because it's so necessary and your practice of happiness is the rewiring of your brain. Again, it's so much easier said than done, but it literally has taken me years to get to this point. I feel like 2019, which I would have been 22, was a big turning point for me. It was the end of college. I was about to graduate. And if there was any year of realizing things for me, it was that year. It was a very pivotal year in my life as far as my mindset goes. I was not exceptionally miserable, but I would say that I was more miserable than I was happy. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I just got so tired of it. I just started practicing happiness. And this is a another little revelation that I had recently. I think we look at happiness, a lot of us, as something that's black and white. Like you have to be happy all the time to be considered happy. I feel like happiness is more so of a practice. And I feel like if more of us looked at it as a practice rather than something that's black and white, maybe more people might be able to be happy people as well. Just like any other practice, you have to wake up every day and you have to try again. Some days I do have low days, but as I've mentioned in a previous episode, I wake up every morning and I'm like, okay, today we're going to try to make it a good day. And I feel like it just starts with your mindset in the morning. Another thing that I like to try to practice, again, as part of my practice, is integrating these things called small but certain happinesses. Happiness? Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. So essentially, it's just integrating little things in your day that you're sure that are going to bring you some joy, even if it's something small. So for me in the morning, it's my coffee. And my coffee always makes me happy in the morning. That's one of the first things I do. I wake up, I brush my teeth, I go to the restroom, whatever. And then I walk out and I make my coffee. And every morning I can be rest assured that I'm going to have, even if it's brief, a moment of happiness Mm. with just that little act of making myself a coffee in the morning. I need that in my life. (laughs) Yes. That's why when I was at your house, I'm like, do you have any, I wanted to ask you this, like, do you have any sort of morning ritual or anything that you do in the morning? You just wake up and you drink water and that's it? Um, yeah, I do love my water. I do drink water. Like first thing I, I brush my teeth, then I drink water and then I make my oatmeal, which is surprisingly like I, I've been saying like it's a labor of love because it takes me like 10 minutes to add in all the different fucking toppings and then I have to clean mm-hmm. it all up and it's kind of actually sometimes annoying <laughs> to make. <laughs> because oatmeal is good but it's not like it's giving me a caffeine rush or anything you know yeah also i just want to say i some people think a lot of the stuff is like mumbo jumbo going along the self-help kind of route people are like oh that's Mm -hmm. fake that's lame that's woo woo that's that's not my reality my reality is this it's tough it's hard but all of these things, like even Shay saying, like it's the decision every single morning to be like, I'm going to have a good day. That is, it's science. It's not woo woo. It's, that's how it goes. That's what you have to do if you really do want to be happy. And it starts with rewiring your neural pathways in your brain to every day go, this is going to be a good day versus every day like this day is going to fucking suck. Like I can't wait to get back in bed. Like those are two different ways that your brain can take you. And if you don't have any kind of control over it, like it'll probably take you the negative route. Mm -hmm. It's just like implementing any other habit. It's just something that 
you need to just make the conscious decision to do and then it just becomes second nature eventually Mm -hmm. yeah the first time i ever read the power of now i believe it was 2018 great year fucking great year for me i read it (laughs) and something about reading it for the first time ever and hearing about that concept even for the first time ever it impacted me it imparted something in my brain that's like holy shit I believe in this. I was also getting really into manifesting too. So like the combination of everything, this was like when I really started journaling and I really started Mm -hmm. being like, I'm manifesting. Like I started getting into the crystals. Like that was, it it was in college at some point in 2018 that I got really into it. I had the best summer of my life. I will never forget it because I wrote it all down and I was literally so fucking happy. I was I was had this belief and I still have this belief and I do believe in it, but I just, it was like more present in my life that everything happens for a reason. So like things would happen and I'd be like, I don't fucking sweat it. I'm not going to care. Literally everything happens for a reason. It was the first thought that popped into my head when bad stuff would happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just will never forget how happy I was. And then I probably didn't keep up with the practice as much. Probably things got difficult as they will and as they do. Yeah, you moved further along into college too. So I'm sure that life just got a little bit crazy. Yeah, life got a little bit crazy. And then I it stopped being summer and whatever. You know, I went back and although I still have those tools and those knowledge, like gratitude counteracts stress. Being present and living in the moment is such, it's such a magic wand. It's, it mm-hmm. truly is to not live in the past and not live in the future and just literally live in the present. If you're able to channel that, like, you will be so happy. The ego is your biggest thing that you have to, you know, fight basically every single day. And you have to put that ego away. Otherwise, it's always going to be there. And just all these things that I feel like I've learned. But again, it's just like you have to implement it. Mm -hmm. It's funny because around that same time that you were doing those things and me and Natalie didn't even know each other at the time is kind of when I was also beginning to implement those practices in my life. But as Natalie mentioned, you really have to go hard with them. You do have to really set the intention to do these things in order to maintain it because it is a practice at the end of the day. One quote that we all know that I swear to God, it gets me through life. It's been the screensaver on my laptop since this year in college, this pivotal year in college for me that I was mentioning earlier is it is what it is. Mm. And this is what I think to myself when things don't go as planned or something kind of annoying happens. I'm like, it literally is what it is. Like, why am I going to just mope about it why am I gonna let it ruin my day I don't remember what me and Natalie were talking about one time but I told her about something that happened I wish I could remember the example and she was like if that had happened to me my whole day would have been ruined yes I had that written down it was you woke up at 5 a.m to go to yoga and there was like traffic or something and you didn't make it the train was it the train the train and the train took like 10 minutes and it made me late for yoga but the thing is In combination with the it is what it is mindset, I've also made an effort to be solution oriented. And this has made me a much happier person because when things go wrong, these are the options you have. You have the option to react and to either be mad about it, be upset about it, let it ruin your day, or you have the option to kind of fix the problem. There are obviously things that I wouldn't consider being fixable, such as loss, heartbreak, falling short when you tried really hard at something things that are just out of your control those are not fixable things so this doesn't have anything to do with any of those things but things that I do consider fixable or things that are in your control your habits how you respond to things setting yourself up for success or failure 
how you treat yourself, how you allow others to treat you. I feel like these are key elements that do affect your happiness. And the example that we were talking about of the train. At the end of the day, I did not leave early enough. This is something that I realized. And if I had left with a little bit time to spare, I probably would have made it. But essentially, when I started going to my six in the morning yoga classes, I would leave and my ETA would be like two minutes before the class started. And after running into that fucking train, (laughs) not running literally into the train, but getting stuck behind the train, I think it happened two or three times. I was like, okay, this is something that I know is a possibility of happening. Why don't I plan ahead to avoid this in the event that it does happen again? Because the fact that it's happened two or three times already, like it's likely to happen again. So I need to give myself more cushion essentially to get there on time. Damn. And you know what's crazy is I just saw, I think it was yesterday, I watched a video where this lady was saying that something that celebrities do, I don't know, she works with celebrities or influential people, people with a lot of fame, money, whatever. She says something that every single one of them will do is they will find ways in every situation to hold themselves accountable. Like that's exactly what you just told me is like, like why didn't I leave earlier? That's an example of how they kind of think Mm-hmm. And it keeps them, it, I don't know, it keeps them always happy or getting better in life or I don't know. They don't, they're never defensive. In every situation where there is a possibility for things to go awry, they're like, what was my part in this and how can I fix it? Mm-hmm. And that's insane because when I watched it, I was like, whoa, I've never thought about doing that. I don't think I do that well. Like, I think I have an issue with like taking things personally and getting too offensive. And I've never thought in in every situation there is a way that I, you know, can hold myself accountable and get better, even if it doesn't seem like it, like I'm involved or it's my fault at all. But there is always a way. Yeah. For the most part, I, I agree. I think that there is. And I feel like I started thinking that way when I became a little bit more self-aware. And again, this was all happening that same year, 22. I was spending a lot of time alone that year and I was spending a lot of time reflecting. And I feel like that's the year that I became very aware. I became aware of myself. I became aware of the people around me. And that was when I started taking more action to creating the life that I wanted. It was when I realized that I wasn't really setting clear boundaries for myself or the people around me. I was letting people treat me really crappy, especially friends that I had at the time. They would just like say snide things to me or snarky things. And I would just let it slide Or they would pull the like, oh, I'm just, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. I'm like, no, it doesn't make me feel good. And obviously you don't care enough about me to see me. And when I say that, like, this doesn't make me feel good. You just try to dismiss that that's the way it's making me feel. And as I mentioned earlier, you are totally in control of how you treat yourself and how you allow others to treat you. Obviously you're not in control of how others treat you, but if you allow them to continue treating you the way that they treat you or keeping them in their life, that's the decision that you made. And that's something that I realized. And those were kind of the first things that I had to tackle in order to become a happier person, my relationship with myself and the relationships around me. Mm. That was like step one, the hardest step, I think. Mm. Damn. Amen. That's yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so difficult. So that kind of ties into this question that I was asking myself when I was reflecting on this, because this has become something that's kind of so second nature to me that I really had to sit down before this episode and think about the things that I've done or the things that I do that I feel make me a happier person. 
because it's been so long, like genuinely. 2019 sounds like yesterday, but at this point, it's going to be what, five years ago? Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Is that the math? Is that the right math? 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Yeah. Okay. That is the right <laughs> math. I just wanted to confirm before putting that in the episode permanently. <laughs> but I was reflecting on what hinders my happiness. And so that was one of the top things. So energy suckers. And in that category, I include people or habits that drain me. So for example, as I mentioned, the friends that I had at the time that were really just draining my energy and not making me feel good. I was like, you gotta go. But for habits, things that I came to realize is, for example, I know I like lifting and I used to think that in order to achieve my fitness goals, I had to lift, for example, like five days a week. And it wasn't until honestly, maybe the past year and a half that I realized that although I like lifting, it's not something that I enjoy doing five days a week. I think when I took out those extra few days and implemented more movement that made me a little bit happier, like yoga, yoga, I found that I really love and just finding the balance between those things, honestly, gives me so much more energy and excitement towards my habit of like exercising than it did before. Pinpointing those things and taking action on them, as I mentioned. Um, Another thing is expectations. I think we all have an expectation that in order to be happy, life has to be pretty perfect. Would you agree Mm -hmm. with that? Yes, definitely. Something that I feel like you just kind of have to accept in order to be happy is that life is never going to be perfect. Again, that sounds so fucking cheesy, but it is so true. Like, are you going to wait your whole life for your life to be perfect until you're happy? That's never going to happen. I hate to break it to you. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to be waiting forever. Another thing that I feel like hinders happiness is letting the little things get to you. For example, bad drivers. (laughs) Oh, you triggered me with that one. Oh, you triggered me. Not being able to find parking. Or something being wrong with your order. I feel like these are things that probably happen to people almost every day that just send people into immediate anger. It's true. It's true. It does. And I don't know why it does. It's the literal stupidest thing ever to be angry about. Well, more people do than don't, I think, get upset with stupid drivers. Like, it really enrages people. And I understand because it's like, why can't you just drive right? But... Something that I tell Zach when he's getting upset with how people are driving, I always say, like, are you surprised? Like, you get on the freeway, and every time there's somebody that's driving stupid, you act surprised. But it's something that we see every day. And it's like, why are you surprised that this is happening again? And also, why are you going to let them infiltrate your life so much to the point where you are now angry and stressed out? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. And I just, I was just reading about it. I think maybe it was in the curse to be disliked or somewhere. I don't know. But they also used the example of being on the road. When you're on the road, you are faced with a lot of unhealed people, people who have tons of unhealed trauma, people who they have a world of their own issues going on, whatever that may be. Horrible things have happened to them, maybe, or you, you don't know. That's kind of a metaphor, right? So like you're on the road, but you're in the world and there's going to be people around you that are unhealed. You just have to be healed enough and you have to be strong enough in yourself to not let the unhealed people get to you because no matter where you are on the road, at work, walking around on the street, wherever, there's going to be unhealed people and unhealed people tend to want to push their unhappiness onto others. There is some kind of scientific explanation for this. I don't know. I forgot right now, but they want to, they want to spread their hate 
because they don't want to keep it all to themselves and when they see a happy person that can also trigger them as well and trigger all the unhappiness that they have in their life and how unfair it is and how there is really no solution and they just want to make other people unhappy and that's just it's just always going to be like that unfortunately because we can't we're only one person we can't help everybody else in the world heal (laughs) like I wish we could I wish there was more support for that like in schools and stuff like that helping people regulate their emotions and heal but there's not right now maybe in the future but all we can do is work on ourselves so that that doesn't hurt us yes you have to just let things slide off of you yeah you really do the big banger that I feel like hinders happiness is lack of boundaries and self-worth mm-hmm Yes, I agree with that. As somebody experiencing that, I agree with that. <laughs> when I got better at boundary setting, I became infinitely more happy. Um, I want to look up this thing because I actually have like a worksheet that my therapist gave me. What did she say on it? Uh, porous boundaries. Let's almost anyone get to them. <laughs> Overly trusting of others. This is this is from the source, you guys. Overshares personal information, has difficulty saying no that's not good boundaries that's bad then there's the healthy boundaries selective about whom to let in and keep out taking the time to build trust with others shares personal information appropriately Ooh, at me (laughs) um able to say no when needed rigid boundaries so that's like you're now going way on the other side of it on the other side of the spectrum you keep most people at a distance you're very untrusting of other people you're very guarded with personal information detached from others problems oof oof so you have to figure you have to figure out where you are with certain things in your life certain people relationships problems you have to figure out where you are with your boundaries and you have to figure out okay I have way too porous boundaries or maybe you have way too rigid boundaries too there's those people that are like so avoidant they're like I'm literally not gonna get close to anyone because I could get hurt Mm -hmm. and then you need to figure out what you can do to get to the healthy boundaries in the middle and that's how that works (laughs) Where do you think you are right now? In life, it's kind of hard because it's different with different people, you know, and different relationships. But I think overall, shit, I don't know. I've been I've been everywhere, I feel like. I feel like I've been in the poorest one boundaries and I've also been at the rigid ones. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're still figuring it out over here. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was probably more porous. Mm-hmm. And then I think when I had that big year of realizing things, I think I jumped straight to rigid. I think I needed that at that time in my life, though. I don't know. I was just very focused on getting to know myself and working on my relationship with myself. And so I think that's the only reason that it kind of worked for me at that time in my life, because I was not focused on my relationships with others at that time. And so I think I had to make the decision to kind of distance myself from others at the time, because I had never at any point in my life taken the time to really sit down and get to know myself. But I'm so grateful that little 22-year-old me made the decision to do that. And I think over the past few years, I've been working on just getting back to that middle place, the Mm. healthy boundaries place and letting more people back in. I feel like especially with my family, I think that's where I started putting up really stern boundaries. But I will say I feel like it worked because I think my family does really respect my boundaries now and it wasn't easy but I think it's just made my relationship with my family so much better than it has been in a really long time Mm, that's that's really good and that's a huge key to like advocating for yourself which in turn does help to build the self-worth 
I feel like I'm still working on building my self-worth, but the one thing that I do know about it and that I have learned about the process is that it's a culmination of a lot of different things like advocating for yourself. That's going to build your self-worth, having the good boundaries, becoming internally stronger, holding yourself accountable, not taking things personally. It's like all of these things, then it's like self-worth is like at the top, like ta-da. And then it all builds up to the, to that. So it, it really is a process and there is no fast track. Maybe there is for some people if you really can like get inside your brain and be like, we're fucking fixing this. Like after I read The Power of Now, I'm like, this this is it. Like I'm not wasting my time anymore. Like let's go. I genuinely think the key is fake it till you make it. That's so true too. I feel like we've talked about this before a while ago. Like just between me and you, not on the pod. Mm-hmm. That your thoughts really create your reality. Yes. Fake it till you make it, I think, got me to where I am. I feel like I would wake up in the morning and I would act like I'm just going to wake up and I'm going to pretend. I'm going to pretend I'm happy. And it, I think it works. I think it does work over time. And again, don't be avoidant. Don't be avoidant of the real things going on. But like all of these little things, I don't know. We just can't. We just can't be giving them too much weight in our lives. And I feel like a lot of the little things are the things that will make your days feel like they aren't as great as they actually are yeah I have another point but I know we're getting to the end of the convo here but the gut is also your second brain and this is something that is highly overlooked in the conversation of overall happiness but like Shay you can we can cut this out if you want but Shay has told me she doesn't fart and I fully believe her (laughs) I fully believe her because I think that she has really good gut health and I think that that's really really important and I think we would be like lying if we didn't acknowledge that and if we were saying like oh that's not an important role of it because they say your gut is your second brain for a reason if your gut is bad it actually messes with like the serotonin in your brain somehow no I fully believe that and it's funny because I feel like a lot of times I think just because Natalie does a lot more reading into these sorts of topics which I aspire to get on the level that she does because I think she educates herself very well when it comes to stuff like this. But she always is able to articulate things that I like am kind of conscious of, but I don't know the words for. No, I do. I do agree with that. And I wouldn't say like I'm not the healthiest person in the world. Like I don't think you necessarily have to be the healthiest person in the world, but I think making healthy choices and trying to make, again, more healthy choices than unhealthy choices. It's all about balance and you're never going to be 100% on either side. But I think just trying to make the good the majority and still, you know, sprinkling in those more indulgent things or, you know, still filling those negative emotions from time to time because they're necessary and they're all a part of life at the end of the day. But I do feel like I try to be very conscious about making decisions that are good for my body. Yeah. And I mean, the topic of gut health is very convoluted and like y'all go do your own research on that because some people, it could be just how you're born. You're born with amazing genes and good gut flora. (laughs) So other people you weren't, you have IBS or whatever, you know, and it's also like your hormones and your liver like it's everything so that's a whole thing but it's just something that plays a good role and like Shay said she has an iron stomach when you were here this past week and you told me that like you don't really get food poisoning like that's all so so amazing and I should share more drinks with you actually because they say if you have someone in your life like that if you share the same drinks you can take the good bacteria from them which is kind of gross and disgusting when you think about it but it's like actually facts and likewise if you share with people who don't have a good (laughs) bacteria in their gut you can potentially get like some um like 
of the harsher gut flora, which is crazy. Really? It's so weird. Oh my God. I will accredit it to, I think it has to do something with me being Filipino. Mm. I will just say that. Could be. I have like one last little question. Okay, go. As a happy person, do you ever love Surge? <laughs> what does that mean? You didn't see the TikTok that was going around for a long time? No. And they're like, you're so happy. You just love Surge. And then they're like, ah. <laughs> like just get like random spurts of excitement. Like random spurts of like happiness and like love. And then I think this was like a couple. Their TikTok went viral and everyone was fucking clowning on them. They were like, y'all are fucking stupid. Like, what are you doing? But they were like, love Surge. And they were like shaking and like hugging each other and like da 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 da. I never really had a word for it, but I feel like I do get like that. What? Is that not normal? I, I, people are miserable, so that's why they're clowning on them and, like, making fun of them, but, like, they're happy. It's a good thing. Like, I think it's great. I think a lot of people are fucking miserable. A lot of people are fucking miserable, but. People are so miserable. They are. I'm sorry. They are. Then they, they leave hate and they write mean things and it's just, like, these are happy people. Leave them alone. Who cares? Like, they're love surging. It's fine. I do get spurts of excitement. I do. Where you just feel, like, really happy and you're just, like, containing it all in your body. Yeah. Like zoomy type energy, but not just like crazy zoomies, like just excited, happy, like yeah, like happy, yeah. like lo- in love, like feeling. Yeah, I think so. Amazing. I feel like I felt it before, but I feel like you have to be like really happy to feel that. Like you have to genuinely have like no anxiety because anxiety will like immediately take over like that happiness. Do, do you mean like you get anxiety like from a place of judgment and you just think like this? Is, I shouldn't do this. No. I mean, like, anxiety oh. about, like, the unknown of the future, existential crisis, death, and oh. un- health, <laughs> like, like scary stuff. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> that makes me think of this final thought that I wanted to share. A key to happiness is just not taking life too seriously. I think people take life so seriously, and there's obviously a time and a place for that, but just you bringing up people online reacting to those love surge videos i'm like what why do you why why (laughs) i'm getting mad i'm getting all riled up (laughs) like why do you care so much and what happened to you that you just can't appreciate a silly little moment of love and happiness for what it is things are not that deep they're rarely ever that deep and if me someone who's been through some of the stuff that I have been through and I know you guys don't know me that well yet but I would say it's pretty remarkable in my opinion that I have the optimistic mindset that I do after a lot of the things that me and my family have been through and I think if I can say that at the end of the day most of this is not that deep and it's really not worth you know putting more negative energy into the world and just yeah it's just not that deep. Everyone needs to chill out a little bit. And I think the world would be a much happier place. I agree. I think some people who are maybe more like chronically online or some people mm-hmm. who, who go and take the rage out on other people online because it's kind of like a you're behind a mask online and, you know, a fake profile or whatever. Like that is so embarrassing for you. And you're never going to be happy if you keep doing that shit. Like, please, like, please stop. Yeah. And that just makes me think of the, like, people expect too much from people, from other people. At the end of the day, like, they're just people. Like, give it a break. 
this also i keep having more thoughts and we really need to close it out but like level 100 like happy peace chill calmness is like having empathy too for all those people commenting because you just are like they're going through something like they're going through some hard shit and like just fully water off your back but like it i'm mm-hmm. certainly not there yet because the still elicits rage inside of me but that's just that's like the journey you guys like that is really the journey of getting to a place where you're like anyone can do something crazy and fucked up and you're just like water off my back like this is this is life there's going to be unhappy people and I feel I choose to feel empathy and like honestly like love for them which is crazy again like I don't know how the fuck people do that but that's just the whole conversation and that's also what really inspired this podcast is us documenting our journeys to kind of like getting to that as happy as we can be place and i'm happy i'm happy and i love this episode because i feel like it really captures us and our mission yeah and what we yes wanted to achieve with this podcast and having it so yes there can be sad things in life and life can be hard but you can still be happy despite it all well i'm feeling ready to start my day now this was like a very happy, positive convo, and I feel motivated and ready to go out and make it a good day, hopefully, and hopefully carry the energy through tomorrow. <laughs> yes, and through the remainder of this year. Through the remainder of the year. That's so true. A beautiful, happy December, and we'll be back next week with a very interesting topic, a different take on, I feel like, a topic that is discussed a lot during the holiday season but we're gonna have a little bit of a different take on it we're gonna be talking about shopping no we're gonna be talking about yes we're gonna be talking about shopping but we're gonna be talking about shopping consciously how we're shopping this year what we're buying this year i would be so down to talk about that hopefully come to you with some really good small businesses that you can shop from this year and support and support and i don't know we're gonna get in we're gonna get into it i'm excited It'll be, I think it'll be a good festive episode, but also very thought provoking. Hopefully that is the goal. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back next week. If you liked this episode, please be sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you're feeling extra, extra, extra nice, we would really appreciate if any one of you gave us a review on Apple Podcasts because we don't have any yet. And we'd love to see what you guys are thinking about our podcast so far. So please do so if you're feeling ever so inclined. And also be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Delusional AF Podcast. We'll see you all next week. Love ya. Bye. Bye.